0: Hello, this is Matt Marone, the worship pastor here at Glen Island Bible Church. You're listening to The Next Level Podcast. Today, we're going to answer listener questions from Sunday, May 21st, 2023.
1: Hi, I'm Grant Armstrong, the adult ministries pastor here at Glen Island Bible Church.
2: Hi, I'm Simone Halpin, executive director of Naomi's House. And
1: I'm Keller Brady. I serve as senior pastor here at Glen Island Bible Church. Thanks so much for tuning into The Next Level. morning. Grant, are you okay that in the script there I changed your title? Yeah.
3: I actually was like, thank goodness. <laughs> I've been using that title for a while now. I think
1: we ought to be official. Can you say yeah. your, your, your historic title?
3: Uh... Well, it it's hard often to... came out of the mouth as the gropes pastor, which is <laughs> <No>. highly unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it was the growth and groups pastor, and so it just uh...
1: came out the group and gropes pastor. Yeah,
3: so n- nothing because of character issues or anything like that. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it just it it's was a mouthful. Yeah, messy. So I've been The adult ministries guy. Yeah, petitioning for adult ministries pastor. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for changing it. All right, it's easy to do when John's
1: gone. Yeah, when John's gone, we're making all types of changes.
2: <laughs> I'd like to know what else. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's well, a beautiful day? 81 Finally. today. Find get out. Yeah. It's going to be hard to sit in the
0: office Man. today and do work. It almost feels like, I hate throwing this out there, it almost feels like we're not going to go back. Oh, I don't no, think we're so. not. No, no, no. Yeah. You think we're in the clear? Oh, yeah, we're, you we, we can, think we're 100% in the clear.
1: Oh, we're we crested that hell out. The right. 10
2: day forecast is looking strong. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. The latest I've ever seen I it believe snow it. in Chicagoland is May 6th.
2: So, yeah. And I always, yeah.
1: every year I say, tell myself, or really comfort myself with that. Yeah. 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 It's no more close. I mean, no we, more
3: covering up the gardens? Oh, gosh. No. How's your garden growing? It's I'm awesome. so glad you brought it up. It's awesome. God, if <laughs> people want weather take... and garden updates, yeah. they are every listening. Every week. Every week, this is the
2: right podcast. I can't
1: take wow. Literally credit wow. for it. Just call know? Kelly
0: Brady. He'll talk to you
3: about this
1: I've got forever. people that text me, how's your garden growing? Yeah. yeah.
0: Ours is, is looking good. Is and, it Matt?
2: Um, is it Matt who's texting you?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who it's not? Yeah. Everybody
1: else.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, how is yours?
1: It's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Lots of stuff up. This plant. is my
0: favorite part of, of, the time, of, of growing the garden because everything is very organized. Oh, yeah. Because things aren't going ballistic and crazy yet, right. where it just looks like a
1: mess of things. I put so corn in last week, baby. Ooh. Soil temp needs to be 75, so it was a little early to plant your corn, but yeah. that's me, early.
0: Ate a watermelon the other day. Yeah, and it was fantastic. That's Not out of the season. garden; just got a watermelon, and it was like tasty. Mm-hmm. You know how you maybe grab a watermelon like November, December. Yeah, and you are just, just eating that. it, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. It was like, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Summer is coming.
1: Hey Matt, how was worship yesterday?
0: Wow. Well, we'll Should get we into just, yeah. we'll get into specifics on the first question, but um, yesterday was. Um, man, it's a just, God was moving. Yeah, God was moving, and um, it was confirmed by multiple people in different ways, which was really encouraging uh, for me. So, um,
1: I'll be. So, do you, you
3: want to unpack what happened? I wasn't here, so
1: yeah, I was just gonna remark. It it's interesting that. It was such a high watermark for you personally and for many people that you talk to. I'll, I'll be transparent. I felt flat yesterday. I felt flat in the pulpit. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And I felt oh. uh, out of step. That is so funny. That was one, like, that was, that was one of your best sermons. No, <laughs> No, like I just... And like, here's why I bring it up. because Not because it's about me and not because it's about you, but there'll be people listening who it felt flat for them. And you're going to describe a powerful move of the Lord, um, yeah. And but it's we, Lord willing, we'd all go there congregationally together. But it, that's not always the case. And yeah. so, uh, and frankly, I found myself in first service doing what I was told. Hmm. Yeah, Matt said, and, and Pastor Kelly will be down front here on the right. And so I, I moved into position. So yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I I didn't know what to exp- so I'll give you the play by play. So we Here sing, you go. We sing Thank the first you. song, right? first service, first song. And then we go into the second song, which is, um, you've already won. It's a Shane and Shane tune and it's mm. powerful, right? Just powerful song. I know how the story ends. We will be with you again. That's how, that's the bridge, you know, the gist is God's, God's got it. Right. Yep. Yep. And so before, and I do this a lot, like, you know, I just have a sense to share something before a song, like, Hey, if you've, and it just came out. I wasn't feeling particularly led. It was just like, this makes sense to say kind of thing. And hey, if, you, um, if you're here this morning and you're, you're dealing with, 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 you're needing some healing, you're dealing with something and you're looking for physical healing, man, let this next song's lyrics just wash over you, be in prayer, be in, you know, that kind of thing. And um, as we went through the song, I was dialoguing with God, which that happens a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. Even Dual though thoughts. I'm singing. I'm, pl- you know.
3: Yeah, you're in the moment, but also you're in the moment.
0: But I'm also, and I think that's important, actually, just for for lots of folks who come to worship. If you can reserve a little bit of brain space to be at, starting to ask God, God, how are you moving? What are you saying? Fully participate. Yeah, you're still it, fully participating in worship, but you're at, also, frankly, that's
1: a part of the participation. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But it is—it's a muscle, yeah. I think, um, yeah. and we don't talk about it that much. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it's good to exercise it. So, anyways, we're we're leading, we're singing, and I'm talking to God, just like. Um, because he seems to be saying something uh, now I was explaining this to my kids afterwards because they had a ton of questions. Um, some people hear god 's audible voice just like you 're hearing my voice talk right now uh, i don 't some people do some people hear god 's voice internally in their in their head um, as like a you know but it's it 's an audible voice but it 's internal mm-hmm. i don 't hear it that way some people do some people just get a massive sense impression impression that's more in my camp mm-hmm. uh I, I talk about it it feels like to ignore it feels like there is an
1: instrument out of tune in the band hmm. you to know? ignore it is it feels as though you're saying no to god i'm not doing what you're telling right
0: me. right and it yeah. just it won't go away and it's just constantly there and so that's what was happening while we were singing the song and uh i felt uh moved to call people that that somebody specifically in our congregation uh was going to receive healing.
1: Yes, a okay. person. An individual.
0: Yes. Okay. And I actually was thinking about a specific person. Okay. Oh, but yeah. but I was also open to sometimes God does that and I've that's happened before. We've missed it. Yeah. And I've missed it. But it it was for someone else though. Mm-hmm. Which was mm-hmm. which is really cool, you know. And so so this whole song I'm I'm doing some risk assessment risk reward know? right like, how weird am i going to be and where exactly <laughs> and where i landed was okay uh the worst thing that's going to happen is people are going to get prayed for mm. right <laughs> you know and right. and it's just it, and, and and then i assessed the band and was like i can step off this platform and the band will be fine yeah the band will play the song it'll happen it'll be sweet no problem there so okay all right uh so i after that song i shared hey um, I, I sense a word from the Lord. I, I sense um, that somebody here is looking for healing, one, and two, is maybe going to be healed. Um, and so I don't know the scope of it, but that's, that was the word. So, and then um, you,
1: you also said... Uh, oh,
0: I said I have participated yeah. in healing before. I have participated Exercise in that process that gift. where somebody received immediate healing. Mm. And so, and I, f- I feel like I need to participate in that again. I feel like that's... The call the, for the yeah, moment. Yep. And so... Um, then, so you,
1: then you gave instruction. I'm going to step down. I'm going to step down. I'll meet you at the yep. at the bottom of the platform Yeah. Yep. yep. And, uh, and you started giving instructions to other staff. And Kelly will stand over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I I loved I, it. that was a last minute thing
0: because I thought, yeah. what if like 10 people come? Right. Up? You know? Like, and okay. several did. Yeah. Which is great. And wow. that was awesome. I yep. loved it. I love that. And then, so a few... So a few things happened after that. The person did come forward who Mm -hmm. I was thinking. So that was really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, And later on, here's the kicker. Later on, her husband shared that uh, sometime in the morning on their way to church or whatever, he had the thought,
2: Mm.
0: wouldn't it be cool if during worship we prayed for healing? We've never done that since I've been here. We've never just... Yeah, stopped in, worship. In we do it at the I end of it, service. I did
1: it once or twice before you were on staff, okay. but in the seven years you've been here, I've never seen you say, "I've never just
0: stopped and been, been like, I'm coming like down." And right, yeah, no.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, so, so you he, were playing? Yes, the guitar, and put it down. Yes.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so, it, and so, hearing this person say that was like, oh my
2: gosh, mm-hmm.
0: wow. Um, also, other people came around and prayed mm. after the service for the same thing. That that person came up after the services and said, "I I have felt some relief." And so, one of the things we learned, we went to a conference on healing and healing prayer, uh, healing prayer, and learned about the process of it. And one of the things that they taught us was, you know, sometimes you do receive someone does receive healing, but but don't stop there. Uh, if uh, ask questions after you've prayed, how are you feeling? Do you feel any relief? If they do, if they have, but it's not like I'm 100% healed, then pray again yeah. and keep going down, oh. keep repeating that mm-hmm. process. So we did the after the service as well. Other people came, came along and did Beautiful. it. And then another man came up to me after the service and said, you know what, I, when I came in this morning, I looked up and saw you and thought, I think I'm supposed to pray for him and his family for mm-hmm. healing prayer. That was before the service started, wow. so
1: God was so this guy felt he was to pray for you the, the Marones
0: yes, oh. and the Marones, Wow if you know the Marones, we need some healing prayer <laughs> right mm-hmm. like so i it was just the, okay, God, all of those different things happening in one yeah. morning tells me like, man, I think God was moving, God was up to something. I mean, God is, is moving every You're Sunday right, right morning, right. but in a specific way, God uh, was uh, perhaps wanting to heal somebody um, several a couple thoughts. Yeah. Uh,
1: to hear from the spouse that he had the thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could pray while we sing? Pray for healing while we sing. Mm. Uh, does not surprise me. There's often when the Lord um, speaks, there's often confirmation. He's he's not simply speaking to one person. He'll he'll confirm his his word, um, and so that was comforting to me that. And should be, Matt, I think comforting to you, the gift, and I'll get, we'll get a description of it here in a minute, uh, we're not spending time on this simply because Matt is special no. or something special happened to Matt. This is an exercise of the, the, uh, the will of God and the, the gifts of the Spirit as designed for his church. That's why we want to spend time on it, and we'll, we'll nuance it here in Scripture in a minute. But it should be comforting to you that you heard correctly. I know because we need help um, saying yes. You're hearing from the Father. Yeah, Um, that is the Father's voice. You know the Father's voice. You can and and we need encouragement to step out in obedience because how easy would have been to blow right by that? Totally, you're in platform leadership at that point. And there are times where I I have
0: ideas. Yeah, and I'm trying to discern and I usually land on, Now I think that's just me. And Mm -hmm. I just, that idea popped in my mind and I'm kind of going along with it and okay, let's move on. And I feel comfortable with that decision in the moment. And then I don't feel any regret. Mm -hmm. I don't feel any, you know, uh, there have been times where, and I think that's part of the learning process of learning how to hear from God. There are times where I just go, no, that's for me. And and it stays with Mm me half the day. Like, Oh, you should have, you should have, you should have. And it's just, I think it's just a learning process of how we hear from God and, and
1: determine if it's from the spirit or if it's, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's a learning process, which means you're going to fail. You're going to miss it at some point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but it's fairly
3: low risk, right? Like I like Yeah, that the worst it, thing that's going to happen. <laughs> right. That was
1: brilliant. And I think it, is, it can right. feel scary, I mean,
3: especially when you're on the platform leading, can feel scary of like, what if I do, and it doesn't happen, but...
1: Um. I loved that the man walked in, and this is, you know, when when as congregants show up here, it's not just the folks on the platform doing ministry. Apparently, this man walked into the building, and the Lord spoke to him, you're a part of the ministry effort this morning. Would you pray for the own family? Yeah. And, and frankly, we average about 700 in attendance on a Sunday. All 700 of us should show up ready to minister, to to receive and to bless others. Yeah.
0: Now I also add that um, preceding all, all of this for months have for me have been um, I've, I've been praying that I would grow in in determining deciphering you know when I'm hearing from the Spirit. Like that's been a, an intentional prayer. Over the last several months, just like God I, I want to hear from you and I, I want to be able to know when you're speaking and uh, and when you're when it's just me and so I loved that there was some confirmation sometimes there's not confirmation sometimes um, you don't get like oh I thought that mm-hmm. too and oh mm-hmm. earlier in the day this happened it doesn't always work out that way mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it's just you and you you step out in faith and and then that's that's yep. what it is. It's so sweet when a couple months later you find out that someone was healed or yeah. someone the, XYZ did happen, and you know, but it doesn't always work out that way. So, so the first question is about that.
1: I'll read it. Yeah, okay. It's great. It's a great question. What did Matt mean that he, quote, felt God telling him that someone was to be healed, close quote? Does God tell one person that another is to be healed? isn't that open to all types of abuse? Also, did he say that he has healed people before?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I think we, we've, we've talked about a lot of this just in, in setting all of this up. So yes, uh, I did. I have participated in healing. I don't believe that that's from me. I'm not if it were I'd be walking around wheat and going zap, bam, boom like I mean, I'd be in my own house healing people if I if I knew that I could do that on command. It's not that.
1: It's just that it's um the <clears throat> the the way it's written in the New Testament is that that there are gifts of healings given. Yeah. And it's as if it's given when it's needed. It's not like you have a wallet and you carry around the wallet and if you pull out your wallet, you can buy something. It's nope. not like a gift given. Nope. That you exercise at, um, simply at your, your will. Yeah. At, at the, it, it's something that God uh, provides at the time it's needed. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, to, to make it one step
0: weirder. Um, <laughs> there are things that happen that are common to when it's happened before. Mm-hmm. There are things that you can kind of, at least me in my case... There are elements. There are elements that happen that are consistent, that mm-hmm. I can look out for and say, oh, this is happening. Oh, that's happening. Oh, that happened before. Oh, maybe maybe this is all a confirmation that I need to step out in this. And one of the things that happens is one of my arms will tingle and get warm. And that is a very common thing for people who have participated in... It's not. It doesn't have to be that way, no. but a lot of folks... Um, describe it like that. When there's healing, that happens. Um, Okay, and so... There's warmth, there's arms tingling. Uh, The people who receive healing sometimes say that they've felt a warmth. Um, That that doesn't happen all the time, but it can happen.
1: In my case, that's a similarity. Okay, and I'm wanting right now to address the person that says, Matt just lost his mind. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So there is no biblical that I can think of description of tingly hands and arms so I realize uh, that because we're scripture-based people that we need to be careful and I you qualified it you said uh, to exercise a gift of healing given by God does not require the experience of tingly hands no no you're saying that you have experienced that before yes yeah so so secondly I want to say that we shouldn't be surprised that physical manifestations would accompany physical healing. Rest assured that when um, um, Jesus healed somebody, uh, that Jesus was physically affected. He actually said once, "I felt power go out of my body." Yeah. So he physically felt something. Mm-hmm as he was healing somebody. And all you're saying is I physically feel something yep. when God is ready to bless someone physically. Has Sometimes. yes, yeah, sometimes, yep. not all the time. yeah. And thirdly, I would say, is this helpful? Mm-hmm. All right, thirdly, yeah. thirdly, I would say that you're not the only weirdo mm-hmm. that reported, and I mean that tongue-in-cheek. Right. You're not the only, I've never felt the tingly hand sensation, and I have uh, known the joy of God um, working through me to heal somebody, yeah. but you're not the only person in the history of the church to report the tingly hand experience. Yes, There yes.
0: are written records of similar. Yep. But again, um, this is like, if you came up to me on Sunday and said, would you pray, please pray for my healing? Yep. A- absolutely.
1: Right. You don't need the tingly hand experience. No, no, no. hundred <laughs> percent. No. And that's what I want to get into. I want to get into God's word. We're actually told to pray for each other's healing. Mm. Yes. So, um, you know, I just had a an old man moment i forgot what i was going to say
0: <laughs> well i was just going to address the middle part yeah, keep what, you going. know um, isn't that open to all types of abuse uh, Absolutely. sure mm-hmm. you could use yes. that mm-hmm. as
1: a, an abusive power as a you you could manipulate coerce t- totally cuz I mean, the room is full on sunday morning of people needing healing yes i mean and and people suffering and enduring yep. and yep. persevering i mean yeah. why not me I, i've got a scheduled surgery for june but i didn't have a sense that I was the one to be paid, prayed for. Yeah. So there are a lot of people suffering.
0: Yeah, and, yeah uh, and there are people out there who are going to take advantage of the fact that God does heal in this way, mm-hmm. and they will use it to their advantage, and they'll manipulate, and they'll be a predator
1: perhaps, and they'll, they'll do some really heinous things. Yes. Um, and but abuse, simply because a gift can be abused doesn't mean we never use it. Abuse we, yes. not
0: bar use. Nice.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew there that, was a cutesy
1: know. phrase for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, don't... That doesn't mean we should fear the gift of healing and just stay away from it because yeah. it can be used for yeah. ill intent, right? Um, and so, quite frankly, in, in most of the experiences I've had, um, so many people are blessed, and we had that experience yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean... Especially after service, there was maybe eight or nine people around that person praying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody just felt mm-hmm. faith increase and the presence of the Lord. And it was just, it was sweet
1: for everybody, not just the person who was being prayed for, but the people who prayed. It's interesting that you mentioned there are some, for you, uh, common elements that you experience often when the, you ex- see the Lord heal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, through your, your, Ministry, your prayer time. Uh, one of the common elements that I think always accompanies the exercise of God's giftings is faith. Yeah. I have had the experience when I, uh, you know, from time to time I get the privilege of doing hospital visitation. I've had the experience as I'm approaching a hospital room, and, and as a pastor, it, it's, it's, it's you, you pray as you're going into the hospital, you're going up to the room. I've had the experience where I push open the door and faith in me mm-hmm. rises up. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's not something I conjure up or muster up. I've literally walked into a room and boom, I have the faith needed to pray for someone's healing. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget walking in to a room to pray for a child, which is a very difficult hospital Mm -hmm. visit, Mm -hmm. uh, visiting children that are suffering. And faith rose up, and I prayed in a way I'd never prayed before. And of course, I didn't tell the mother who's weeping next to her child, hey, faith rose up, and I believe your kid's going to get healed, because what if I get it wrong? Yes. And and God's good. So This
0: speaks to the abuse uh,
1: part of it. So I was so joy-filled to know, Wow. I feel as though I can pray with great confidence, you know, and so I prayed and I left, and the yeah. kid was healed, yeah. and, and so I was just super thankful for those experiences.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I spent a full four to four and a half minutes trying to decide if I was going <laughs> to act. Right. just to, to for the person who's wondering about the abuse mm-hmm. angle mm-hmm. Like, isn't that exhausting it, it is it was
1: yes it's yeah. t- very tiring <laughs> it in was. the best sense of the word but it's work
0: no it is it is and so you just you want to be sh- if you know you want to make sure that you the the people that you sit under and your leaders have that kind of perspective where they're just not, it's just not a, an idea that pops in their mind and then they just act on it right away. Yeah. But that so, there's a little bit of wrestling, there's a little bit of questions that you're asking and, and that's healthy. Do you want, can you speak yeah, just to me, the scripture me, of it?
1: So if if this is all new to you, or maybe you just want to refresh, or go to fr- the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read a couple verses real quick. It's all, chapter 12 is all about the giftings that God gives now to each one, each one. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you've got one. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit. So the Spirit's physically going to manifest through the followers of Jesus. Each one, a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's for everybody's good. So I've been given gifts. Everybody that's following Jesus has been given a gift for the common good, for the good of all. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. By the means of the same Spirit. I believe Matt had a message of knowledge yesterday. He knew something he otherwise would not have known. It was the Spirit giving the knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. So right there we see, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. We see, I'm sorry, verse 9, God gives gifts of healing. Later in the New Testament, the book of James James actually writes that there's a ministry of healing to take place within the church. Let me read it for us. Is any among you sick? It's James chapter 5, verse 14. If you're sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. And then he gives this charge. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So there is to be a ministry of healing in the church. Does that mean everybody gets physically healed? No, no. The death rate among Christians is 100%. So not everybody gets healed. Even Lazarus, who was raised in, I think it's John 11, even Lazarus went on to die a second time. (laughs) So even if you experience healing... um, if Christ tarries, we all have to face the grave. So and, and even when Jesus was on earth, he didn't heal everybody. He didn't heal everybody. So it has to do with the Lord's will, the Lord's timing, who is the Lord healing for his purposes. And but there is a just because we don't know who exactly the Lord is gonna heal doesn't mean we don't bother praying for those that want healing prayer. So there's a, there's a ministry. Uh, finally, I want to say, with regard to abuse, it is the responsibility of those who are gathered to discern um, if the gifts being exercised are actually being exercised, quote-unquote, for the common good. So when God's people gather, Scripture identifies some gifts that are purposeful, for the interrupting of worship. So first service, Sunday morning, there was an interruption. We work really hard to plan our services, but there was an interruption. Uh, prophecy is an interruption that is given by God. Tongues could be an interruption given by God. Healing, in this case, the word of knowledge. It's the responsibility of leadership, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29, to weigh carefully what's said. And so the last 25 minutes, we have been on this podcast going over exactly how we weigh carefully, what goes on, what is said. And kind of the, the weighing has to do, it's detailed in First Corinthians chapter 14, it has to be for the common good. It has to be intelligible. It has to be for the strengthening of the church. It has to be orderly or in turn. It has to be under the control. It can't be out of control for it to be profitable in worship. It has to, be, it has to have a peaceful outcome. It has to be fitting. That means, although it's an interruption, and frankly, I've had people interrupt worship before, who it was not fitting, and I told them to sit down. (laughs) Yeah. And that the elders of the church would meet them out in the foyer. And so we have to, that is the responsibility of leadership. It's not a free-for-all on Sunday morning, but God does interrupt worship from time to time. Yeah. And thank goodness.
0: And you know what? Uh, Just a quick final thought for me on the topic. Uh yesterday morning for me was not particularly spiritually heightened. Like it was a little harder to get up. I was a little more I wasn't like in a bad mood, but you know, it was kind of like okay, here we go, you know. And
1: just, like I said, I was flat. I, Thank goodness God's not you, limited you by you my flat, right, 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 right.
0: But I I did all the things I typically do on a Sunday morning and just tried to stay faithful with those things and and then man, God just seem to have shown up really powerfully so so grant how was poplar creek it was awesome <laughs>
3: <laughs> no we had a great service i mean i was kind of bummed when i came back over here after uh after preaching at poplar creek headed back over to the hillside campus and uh yeah i just heard kind of people talking about it. i was like oh i missed it so i was, I was a little bit bummed um not to be here and get to see that stuff i love being part of those moments but um no, Poplar Creek was sweet. I really enjoy being over there. It's just such good people.
1: Um, it was a fun, fun morning for sure. Hey, Simone, give mm-hmm. your microphone to Brendan. Okay. We have a pastoral intern listening in, and he has no idea that I'm going to ask him this question. So Simone just handed me his mic. Brendan, what did you think of what went on in first service with Matt?
3: Yeah, I thought it was really helpful just to see how he preferenced like, what he was going to do uh, in the service especially when he said that he's ex- uh, expressed the gifts before. And I thought that was helpful that he wasn't doing it out of his own power, and he said that it was God doing it through him. And I thought it was really cool that he Could, was just willing to like put down his take guitar the and go do
1: it. Yeah. So have you been a part of church services? Is that your history, like that type of exercise of the gifts?
3: That is not, no. I actually grew up going to a Baptist church, but we didn't ex- express gifts. And then going to college, I go to a Presbyterian church. So Good. Yeah, so that was definitely different for me, but I thought it was really cool to see that. Good.
1: Thanks for chiming in. I just wondered. Hey Glen Ellen Bible Church family. I want to announce a special meeting June 4th at 10:30 a.m. in the upstairs conference room. This meeting is all about uh, fam- it's all for families of Glen Bible Church that might begin to worship at Poplar Creek Campus. Last February, we adopted Poplar Creek Campus, and our goal is to revitalize that ministry, reaching the Bartlett area with the gospel. And we're asking 30 Glen Ellen Bible Church families to spend this fall august 27th through december 31st worshiping at the poplar creek campus just by showing up weekly these 30 families worshiping passionately being friendly they will reinvigorate revitalize the worship there at poplar creek campus helping stabilize the attendance and give a boost to welcoming new families and, uh, strengthening the ministry there. So if you have an interest in this, if you're tempted to be a part of this, would you come to the information meeting that I'm holding on June 4th, ten thirty AM in the upper level conference room. Hope to see you there. Well, let's,
0: um, let's ask the next question here. Cause it's a, it's a good one. It's a doozy. Uh, what are we to make of God killing 185,000 soldiers seems harsh, why would God get involved at that level, actually taking the lives of humans?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it is a um, culturally, uh, just before we started the podcast today, we, we always spend a little time in prayer really quickly. We just pray for God's goodness. Culturally, I think the um, the slaying of 185,000 um, people soldiers is is probably hard culturally we have a hard time understanding god would enter in and i want to go the other direction though i want to actually say thank goodness god intervened instead of taking what would be popular kind of a a sense of offense kind of almost how dare god take human life and that's my sense maybe y'all don't have that sense but uh and i'm not pro-war by any wars is horrible, but I actually think God acted to, to save life in this case. So here's what I would say I'd say, re- let's remember God is creator and God is sustainer. If you're listening to the podcast, God woke you up and He's sustaining you. Every breath you take is a mercy of God and a part of God's work, but He's also judge. It is as in, in His judgment that's exactly the level we want God to be working. We want someone who's perfectly righteous, perfectly good, and fair to operate in our world in just this way. We want a perfectly righteous, perfectly good, perfectly fair God to intervene. We should actually celebrate what's written in Isaiah 37, that God intervened, stopping a... You know, a megalomaniac, basically, Sennacherib, from attacking his people, God intervened and changed the course of history. We should actually praise God for this intervention rather than taking what is so common in our culture the the posture of how dare God yeah, I think that's um
3: an important piece that it is it's certainly hard to wrestle with, right? Um, we want all things to just be nice and I. You know, compassionate love. I have that instinct, um, but yeah. Even as you're talking, thinking about the amount of life. I don't know how many Israelites were in Jerusalem. Like how interesting. Yeah. You know how many people were actually saved yeah. by the intervention that it drove um, the army away. And I mean, this is maybe harsh a little bit, um, but those were soldiers, right? They they opted into this element, they were there to battle. Um, and so there's, there's a part of their volition in the process.
1: Yeah, Grant, but it's hardly a fair fight. The angel of the Lord shows up, which is a whole other issue in a question later. Yeah. It's hardly a fair fight. You know, and I get that. It was not a fair fight. When the angel, when you're battling, careful who you pick a fight with, I think is the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sennacherib, he, he calls
3: God out. He does. Right? It, like, he says your God will not deliver you. Yes. He's
0: boasting. He, he profanes God's, profanes well, God's and he, name. And he's trying to convince a believer in God to, to not believe. So he's not right. just talking trash on God, but he's trying to move somebody away from God. Yes.
3: And this has been a historic issue, right? The Assyrians are um, continually kind of uh, clashing with uh, the, the belief in God, trying to overtake and, and whatnot. So. Um, this wasn't God's first reaction necessarily. I think He's been very patient with both Israel and Assyria. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard, um, but I also think God is uh, seeing what is the the highest benefit, the best good for humanity. Um, and in a broken system, that doesn't always mean that everything just feels nice moving forward.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like the the rub here the the reason behind the reason is why would God get involved at that level? That's, mm-hmm. that feels like the overarching theological.
1: Yeah. You uh, got a good answer.
0: Well, I was actually, I was going to ask Simone, like how, how do you talk to people who are questioning fit your faith mm-hmm. and now, but God, like how, you know, how does evil mm-hmm. play into this? Or what I perceive as evil is God in control of those mm-hmm. things. Like, how do you, how do you talk about it? How do you frame it?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> it's a hard question to answer it it is yeah and my first glance at this particular story is is a kind of the approach that kelly took like look how god protected his people Mm -hmm. and um translating that into you know um an everyday life today um and i think you're like referring to maybe women i work with who've been abused and experienced evil anything Anything. yeah i mean it it is a common question so someone who's been sexually exploited with the the demographic demographic of women I work with, Um, it's it's interesting how there'll be some women who come to a Naomi's house program and find that the fact that she's at Naomi's house and she's receiving services and she's meeting with a, a therapist who understands her trauma, she's got a mentor who's taking her calls and texts at all hours of the day and night. To her, that feels like God has not forgotten her.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's His provision. Yeah.
2: And that's Him caring and loving for her, recognizing that what was done to her, and most of the time for decades, was evil. And then for her to have that, the contrast of this is love, and this is someone caring for me, and this is, I'm safe now, I'm protected now. Um, I don't, I wish I could explain why and how there's a difference between someone with that mindset versus other women who come and they sit with us and they'll say, where was God? Mm-hmm. I feel so forgotten and so abandoned. Um, and that journey looks so different. Um, if she's willing to, to trust her community around her and and open the word of God and look for him in you know, in scripture and, and trust a community that says, I'll pray with you through this journey and, and all the different, ways that we minister to women. Um, we do, we, we've seen that hard, and I don't even want to call it a hard heart. It almost feels like a natural <laughs> bent oh, yeah. toward, uh, you know, feeling abandoned, but we, we can see that hardness start to soften mm. and time and time again, it is, it is almost as dramatic as what we're reading in the story that God will mm. meet women in the most unpredictable ways. Mm. And it's a, it's a song in a, in the car on the radio or there's a story of a woman who was sitting under the oak tree in the front yard of Naomi's house and God spoke to her in that moment and wow. saved her saved her soul. Yay. I mean, there's just so many dramatic stories that, again, just show God's personal pursuit of each person and it's not this like prescriptive, yeah. you know, linear process. It's very, um, you know, individualized to, to God knowing each, in our case, you know, I'm, specifically talking about women that we work with, but it's very specific to them. And if she has a community around her, which she does when they're at Naomi's house, I I kept thinking about the description as you were talking about praying, multiple people praying at the service yesterday. And I was metaphorically thinking that's what we create Mm -hmm. time and time again for women at Naomi's house in our programs is even if the person receiving prayer is struggling to receive prayer, and in our instance, metaphorically speaking, re- struggling to receive services that just make her safe again, mm-hmm. yeah. or for the first time, or, um, if she just trusts that the community around her, trusts that those are who are—it's almost like we're filling in the gaps for her and her faith. It's just this picture of corporate, the church, the church, the, church. the, the yeah.
1: pillar and foundation yeah. of truth in the world. Yeah, yeah. To so quote it. Paul.
2: Totally. So it's not. Um, it's a hard road. Well, it's to answer you know, your question.
1: Yeah. And God never it reminds me of the story mm-hmm. of Joseph. God never told Joseph to pretend he hadn't experienced mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. He said no. And Joseph's own words were, "What you meant for evil, God yeah. meant for good. God worked good That's out right. of this hell mm-hmm. that you, my brothers, have put me in." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. The women of Noemi's house or those who are listening who've experienced hell, mm-hmm. God's not calling us to pretend. He's calling us to see in Christ his care for us mm-hmm. and in the church, the, the hands and feet of Christ. And by no means is the church perfect, but. Yeah.
0: You know, I also want to be careful about, now God, I think I'll start by saying God always brings good out of the situations he's working in because he is good. He is holy. So there's that but I want to be careful about always playing a numbers game. Like, well, there's 185,000 soldiers, but who knows how many people were saved through it because Mm -hmm. God has often...
2: Yeah, he goes after uh, the one.
0: ...goes after less Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. the expense of more. And so it's not always just what we perceive as a... But what you can be assured of, right, is that his reasoning is always good. You um, know. it's always just,
1: and we can be assured of the fact that he, he cherishes life. That was, I think our point. And so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would yeah. say
3: even, uh, numbers is, yeah, the easiest way to evaluate, it, but more probably a better way to say it is whatever the greatest good is, whether yes. that's one yeah. person or, mm-hmm. you know, 200,000 people. Yes. Uh, I can trust God that he is bringing about what is the greatest good, mm-hmm. um, both for humanity and for his glory. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Th- th- those things are going to complement one another and play themselves out.
0: Yeah but and there's different uh you know there's different places to stop and camp on the spectrum of how involved god yeah. is i'm um, in the camp that he's extremely involved um but but the scriptures um man you've got to be able to to read these scriptures and hold all of these scriptures together mm-hmm. and know that these are all true of god right yeah. so like ephesians 1:11 god works all things according to the counsel of his will. So what does it mean when when Paul says all things? Is that all things, but not our death? Mm. Is that all things, but not our birth? Is that all things, but not this war or that war? I take all things to mean as everything, mm-hmm. all things that transpire on the earth. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Even the evil, especially the evil. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, at first that seems like, well, what are we puppets and yada, yada, yada. But but as you get to know the heart of God more, I think it becomes a comforting feeling mm-hmm. to know that He's in control of all of those things.
2: I want to, I want to say, I think I'm saying this right. God has the capacity to both grieve the loss mm-hmm. of people and and um, and be just at the same time. That's beautiful, right? Yep. So, like, yep. we don't know all the details of these 180 whatever thousand people it is, but but God can be just in saving the lives of Israel Mm -hmm. and grieve the loss of life that happened through this slaughter all at the same time. And that's complex for us. We don't, we can't do that like he can. So there's an element of trusting God's character and how he can be both compassionate and just and grieve and Faithful and, all at once. Yeah,
1: and just for those that might be wondering, why does he fight for e- Israel and not Sennacherib? Because mm-hmm. his plan of redemption in the world globally comes through Israel. That's right. So he's preserving Israel to bring the Messiah, through whom all the peoples, nations, and tribes, mm-hmm. languages will be mm-hmm. saved. Yeah, so. kind
3: of against all odds too. It's it's not like Israel's a superpower, and he's like <laughs> totally. you know stacking the team there. <laughs> right. Uh, they were. I mean, they're the he, run to the litter. Yeah, yeah they you were saying David nations. Goliath before, yeah. and that quite literally is Israel. Like. You're right the fact that they still exist is kind of being apologetic. Yeah they, yeah, they should not. Um, well, when's buy... the last time
1: you spoke to an Assyrian? Right. Yet there are still Israelites around, still yes. Hebrew people. Yeah. And so it's an apologetic for Yahweh mm-hmm. that continues on.
0: So the next question is great because it, it really... Um, and, and one of the things that we focused on yesterday was just prayer, right? Prayer was just a common theme in the sermon, yep. in the worship, and all of it. Um, so, the next question what do we do when our prayers aren't answered? I believe prayer is ordained by God,
1: but why would God ordain prayer and then not answer it? So, what do we do when our prayers are not answered? um we persevere and and Jesus taught a parable on the value of perseverance is it Luke 18 the persistent widow who's praying for justice and um and so we persevere uh, perseverance is an important part of following after Christ in this world you will have trouble Jesus said so we got to persevere um a friend of, our, of mine a missionary with our church uh, in Buligihi he's a Congolese man um he said, pray until something happens. Pray until something changes. Pray, you know, he's you know, pressed through in prayer. Uh, why might our prayers not be answered? And there's any a number of reasons for that. Um, our prayers might not be answered uh, because we lack faith. Uh, in, in the book of James, we're encouraged in chapter 1 of James to pray for wisdom. Um, but we're also told that if we're double-minded, that, mean is, that means if we, if we have doubt, about whether or not he's good and will give us wisdom, then we'll not receive anything. And so faith is needed. And so in prayer, one of the things I often pray for is, Lord, give me faith. Give me faith to believe you're good. Um, So a lack of faith, faith is required for prayer. Now, I'll be honest with you, very little faith is needed. Mustard seed side faith is is all that's needed to see mountains move. A mustard seed is a tiny amount of faith. It's a tiny seed. So, while faith is needed, very little faith is needed. And we can pray. God is the giver of faith. He's actually the one that gives us faith. And so we can pray and ask for more faith. Um, in fact, I would we should all be praying for more faith so that we can live more faithfully. Our prayers may go unanswered also because uh, we have some disobedience in our lives. Uh, Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. His point is, the remaining is a, is a posture of obedience. It's a connection to the vine. And so, if we, if we have um, willful disobedience, if we're cultivating sin in our lives, then our prayers may go unanswered as God is trying to get our attention. Uh, there's a, an arresting verse in, in 1 Peter where uh, the Apostle Peter addresses husbands directly. He says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, treat them with respect as the weaker partner, as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. If mm-hmm. we are mistreating others, particularly if one spouse is mistreating another, and particularly if the spouse that has authority, uh, the husband in the home, is mistreating his wife, it's not it's, his prayers are going to be uh, hindered. And so if we're disobedient if we're mistreating one another it's going to be hard to get our prayers as we could begin our prayers in fact, Father, forgive me for my treatment of others and uh, and show me where i 'm living disobedient there's a number of reasons I feel like i'm <clears throat> rambling on mm-hmm. um, i'll just I'll, Paul had a prayer he wanted, he had um, a thorn in the flesh he he prayed that it'd be removed and God told him, no, our prayers may go in answer because the answer's no. <laughs> right, right. And Paul suffered with whatever this thorn in the flesh was and was comforted by the knowledge my grace is sufficient. I'm going to get you through this, but the answer's no. How do you balance that with what you said earlier? Yeah. If you remain in me and my words remain
0: in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I mean, we're going to assume that Paul was remaining in Christ pretty, pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, how do you balance those two things?
1: Yeah, so I... I or I, hold in the tension. Well, I pray, yeah. persevering in prayer, for what I believe the Lord has for me until I receive an answer. And if the answer is no, I'll let it go. Yeah. Um, uh, if, it's, if it's not now, I'll, I, I remember once I was desperate for an answer on an issue, and I heard from the Lord, it's going to go away. Quote, unquote, that was the exact word from the Lord for me on this prayer. It's going to go away. And I said, when? Mm. And there was silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can press through uh, and pray, and if we receive no, then we can move on in the next prayer request and know that God's grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. I also think you know when
3: we pray, um, I'm trying to approach God and ask Him to inform and shape my mind and my heart, right? And so. Um, on the front end of some of these things, I might say, like, oh, hey, I, God, I need this thing. I'm asking for it. And as I continue to be diligent in prayer, I actually grow to see, like, oh, that's, that's not actually what I want. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not what's mm-hmm. best for me. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, it's yeah. not the will of God, and he's actually inviting mm-hmm. me, you know, towards his will yeah. versus yeah. pursuing my own will. So there's, there's a lot of prayer and even that perseverance of um, it's doing something in me, even if it's not the physical manifestation of, you know, whatever
1: I'm asking Yeah. God's always at work. Yeah. That's a good word. I feel like,
2: I feel like I just went through this Mm. and I'll give a high level story of it, but I, I, I feel like I woke up one day in the last couple of weeks and I, I don't, I don't use this word, you know, lightly, but I expressed anything like, I think I'm borderline depressed Mm -hmm. and I didn't say it with such a I said, it Levity. Much. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it lingered. Mm. Um, and he was, uh, uh, of course, so sweet to help me just try to process it. And I knew, I know enough about, you know, some signs and symptoms of anxiety and depression to, to, um, mm. I knew in my head what to do. You know what I mean? I've read eno- enough books. I've seen it. I've walked with it with enough people, but it was different when it was applied to me. Like I could mechanically go through some motions of here's what I'm supposed to do when I'm feeling these things, but it was manifesting itself in migraines and heart palpitations. And I needed more sleep than normal, which is a lot. Um, and I couldn't shake it. And it was, it went on for weeks and, um, the power of prayer and how that intervened through this, I was trying to get to the root of it. I, you know, I knew like Lord, there's something. Is it sin? Is it um, a lack of faith? Do I have doubt? And I I had so many issues (laughs) that that could have been the root. It was parenting. um, It's stuff at Naomi's house and work. It felt spiritually. I felt spiritually attacked. I felt a lot of different angles. And to your point, Grant, none of those problems had been solved. They're Mm -hmm. still all very much there. I'm still parenting four children who are... You know, challenging, and nothing at work has changed. Um, there's still very much a big budget to raise, and a lot of lives that are dependent upon what we do, and all of that pressure is still very much there. Um, but over the course of several weeks, I I tried to be faithful in prayer, knowing that I'm not even I don't even know if you hear me, Lord. I don't even know if I mean what I'm praying, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be faithful to what my theology. Has taught me, and that is that mm-hmm. you are here. You are hearing yep. this, whether yep. I'm feeling and experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted. There are some very specific things that I've been asking God. I'm praying for this specifically. I would. I would love for you to do a work here. And although none of that has manifested itself, I have just recently feel like I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm back. Like it's almost like the fog has been lifted. I met with my therapist. I confessed to Anthony and my best friend in Texas knows all these details. I mean, there's very few people who know everything, but I, you know, there was a couple of spiritual disciplines I knew to do, which Mm -hmm. was confession, get professional help, um, be in the word every day, praying when I'm not feeling like it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful that it was seasonal for me. It wasn't a Mm lot, I mean, it was long enough, but you know, um, and nothing circumstantially has changed. Although I have seen God's faithfulness in a lot of those areas. Um, and there's one particular thing that every time I pray, God, would you do something specifically here? And to your point, Kelly, I think you kind of said this, I, I hear God say, I'm going to, but it will be different than what you're asking. And I don't love that, (laughs) but it does give me a peace that, okay, he is hearing me and his will be done and not mine. Um, so I hope that encourages someone if you're feeling any of those feelings that I was experiencing and I would say if there's a hundred percent, like I'm healed, I'm not even a hundred percent, but it's much better than it was even a couple of weeks ago.
3: Well, I think that's you know, so beautiful. The, the testimony that you have right now, um, but moving forward in life, you don't know what trials you're going right. to face again, right? right? But you can look back on this and remember mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, God was faithful then yeah. when it was a dark season. Um, he was still there, whether or not I felt it, whether or not I was conscious of it, um, and I, I think that's some of that, like filling us with faith, growing our faith, yeah. um, that we're able to endure those hard things later on, uh, after we've walked through God, walked with God
1: through, um, yeah, mm-hmm. challenging seasons mm-hmm. earlier in life. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you bring that up. Grant. I had a brother come up to me after I think second service and just talk about how quickly we
2: forget, yeah.
1: our yep. answers to prayer, and how good God has been.
3: Um, that was actually one of the things I included in my sermon yesterday. I've been trying to uh, add application, kind of like as I go, not just save it all for the end. Yeah. Um, and I encourage people, you know, number one, try to just write down your prayers, even if it's just a sentence. But then uh, take time to regularly pause, look back at those, and share with the people around you what what has God done, how is He working in your life, how has He answered those prayers, because it tethers us to that truth. That, yeah. that God is at work, that he's sovereign, that he's bigger.
1: He actually keeps his prayer requests and the miracles. He has a list of miracles, basically, that God has done on his phone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he can rehearse them at any point that bolsters his faith. And Sherry and I have a journal that we write in for our marriage that we can go back and see how good God has been. Mm, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's cool. We, right. do, we, we forget. All right, go yeah.
0: ahead. Let's go to the next one. Um, who is the angel of the Lord? Who is it that God? Who is it that does God's killing? Not that I have trouble with God taking lives, but I find myself asking how it works exactly.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I don't know that we know how it works exactly.
2: Um, I just like the part. I don't have trouble with God taking lives. <laughs> it's different than the other person who right, right, has so the trouble with it. We're
1: all in different places. Right? Yeah. right, right. Yeah, the angel of the Lord's an interesting uh, descriptor. Um, angel is simply messenger. It just means messenger. So, this is a messenger of Yahweh, which is a unique distinction in Old Testament literature. Interestingly, uh, the angel of the Lord, to my knowledge, does not occur in the New Testament. So, after the incarnation of God in Jesus, there's no more uh, showing up of the angel of the Lord, which is interesting to me. Many, many people believe that the angel of the Lord is a pre-incarnate Christ. Mm -hmm. It's an appearance of the Son before the Son was born to Mary and became a man. Now, we can't say that with clarity, uh, certainty, um, but there are some elements of the angel of the Lord's work that make us think of the Trinitarian relationship between the father and the son. For example, uh, Yahweh tells Moses uh, that this angel will lead them saying, my name is in him. So it's, it's this is a different angel. It's a different messenger, categorically different angel. Uh, and it's an angel of Yahweh. So it, suffice it to say that it's a complex being. It, it's not a straightforward angel. It's a complex being, and we can't say for certain that it's a pre-incarnation of Christ, uh, but it, there are many that, that think that, so I don't know. Y'all got any?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it makes me think of um, Exodus 12, right, where the angel of death, I think mm-hmm. is how it's classified, in, yeah. um, goes through Egypt, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit vexing, honestly. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, interesting that there is an angel of death. You, that's fascinating. I hadn't thought about that. Who takes the firstborn of all whose homes were not marked with the blood of the Lamb in the 10th plague on Egypt. So there's an angel of death. I wonder why the angel of death wasn't sent to deal with Sennacherib's army. It's the angel of the Lord. So I wonder Egypt. if it was. Well, don't you think they'd say it? They're, they'd already... Distinguished.
3: I don't know. We'd yeah, I don't have know. have all kinds of different names for God, maybe. Yeah.
0: All right, last one. God protected Judah from invasion by the Assyrians, but God did not protect Israel from the Assyrians. Why?
1: I think it's just a matter. So, so the Assyrians had invaded the, the northern kingdom of Israel and deported them in 722 B.C., uh, we're fast approaching in Isaiah's narrative. In fact, this week we're going to be uh, post destruction of Jerusalem. Isaiah 40 is a, yep. is, a, is a new section. Matt and I will preach. As uh, a
3: pastor, I'm just kind of grateful for that. Somebody's <laughs> been preaching a fair bit through these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: We're know. done with the judgment, no, <laughs> we're climbing out of the hole. Um, uh, so, yeah, so the Assyrians invaded the northern kingdom of Israel. Deported them. God protects Judah from Assyrian invasion, turning Sennacherib back, but that's really not, God's not done with Judah. Judah is judged later. There's a Babylonian invasion that takes place. It's 120 some odd years later. Yeah. And, and the
0: process is terrible.
1: It's painful, you mean?
0: The siege Yes, is terrible. Brutal.
1: Historically known. Um, extra biblical yeah. writings on just the suffering of Jerusalem. And so, and then the people of Judah are deported. King Nebuchadnezzar destroys, burns the temple. So for me, the question, why did he protect Judah against the Assyrians and not the Northern kingdom of Israel? It's really just a matter of timing. When is God's jud- judgment judgment going to come against these people for the sins they've cultivated? And, and it's, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both, uh, both Israel and Judah
0: broke quite a bit of the Mosaic Covenant, yeah. and there were curses and blessings to be had through that it's covenant. A,
1: it's a basic arithmetic. If this, then do then right.
0: that. Right. And so, yeah, it, like you said, it wasn't a question of if, but, but when. But when. And, and so
1: Judah does fall.
0: And, you know, God acts um, through prayer. You talked about it yesterday in your sermon, mm-hmm. um, you know, with different kings um, in Jerusalem and, you know, they display different measures of, and levels of faith, and and there are, you know, curses and blessings in, in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, uh, you didn't get into it in your sermon, but...
1: Grant did better is, uh, at it. So you're at PCC this week. Yeah. You so, should make sure to listen to Grant's sermon. Oh, cool, yeah. He did more of the history of Hezekiah's reign than I did. Yeah. Because
0: you left it off that, you know, Hezekiah prayed, it ended up well. Well, Hezekiah, the <laughs> he end of his story well. doesn't finish well. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, it's kind of a downer. Yeah, yeah. But,
3: okay, here's, uh, I was actually thinking about it this morning, again, just reflecting on that. It's so encouraging to me that Hezekiah is still remembered. Is it Second Kings? Yes, 18. We're, yeah, He's still remembered as this great king who loved God, and which part of me is like, oh, how bad were these kings if this guy was the top? But um, yeah, he's still basically um, given some credit or saying like, hey, this is character to, to emulate, mm-hmm. even though he stumbled at the finish line. Yeah. Now, I hope I don't stumble at the finish line. Oh, I really totally desperately do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the humanity included there that God's love, certainly God was aware that was going to happen, and he was able... To continue to work in his life, it wasn't like he was just discarded because he was going to yeah. mess up and sin or whatever. Yeah, um,
0: I, I do find some encouragement yeah. in that. One of the hardest tensions that I find to hold in the Bible is David. Yeah, and 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 when I when I hear God talk about like how much He loves David and how David is, you know, after His heart and. It's hard to hold in that. David
1: was a mess. Wow. Yeah, a he did mess. some terrible things. None mm. of us yeah, would I, want David as our dad. No. <laughs> it, it,
0: <laughs> but at the same time, it's encouraging yeah. Yeah. that God can love someone like that. That means he certainly can love me.
1: Yeah. Like, and ultimately, it's not about David or Hezekiah. It's about uh, God, yeah. the Father. Yes. Right. And in, in his mercy. So. Yeah.
2: Just have one quick question. You made me think of it. Any, any thoughts on Tim Keller and his passing? Oh, we'll talk about finishing well. it oh, hurts. I know. It's probably a whole other podcast. I'm so thankful for Tim yeah, Keller. Yeah.
1: It, he did run a good
3: race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I do hope, I mean, the grieving, very appropriate mm-hmm. in, the, in the Christian community because he's so influential, but I hope we celebrate running the race well, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we're looking as, as a younger pastor, looking at so many of the pastors that I kind of looked up to, or we studied in, in seminary undergrad, um, these guys who are heavily influential, um, just kind of burn out and fail. And, you know, it's, it can be discouraging. So to see someone live a long mm-hmm. life that was faithful to Christ the entire time. And, you know, I don't anticipate any Not sort perfect. of like, right, yeah. right. But I don't anticipate faithful. any sort of like posthumous. Mm-hmm. You like know, sin Right, exactly, yeah. these revelations oh, of sin. Painful. So I, I hope we celebrate that, that like mm-hmm. it is possible mm-hmm. to run the race well, mm-hmm. and that is the goal. And, and there's not, more than just like, oh, anyone with power mm-hmm. abuses it and mm-hmm. is hiding horrible.
0: And sins. not just that, but it's possible to run the race well and be preaching the gospel in New York City, Yeah, in yes. Manhattan. He so was no, in Manhattan, man. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, For it's not like he was in, years. you know... Mm-hmm. Dodge City, Kansas. Yeah. Right, right.
1: I mean, wow. He was in the heart of of the, opposition mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. uh, yes, and and really, he, the Lord through him and his apologetics grew a ginormous church with lots of baptisms in a and just a powerful thirty four yeah. years in downtown Manhattan. I for what it's worth. Uh the story that sticks out to me is Keller would talk about when he was a young preacher vomiting on Saturday <laughs> <Yeah>. nights <laughs> yeah, 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 from yeah.
2: anxiety from
1: anxiety <laughs> mm-hmm. about having to preach the mm-hmm. next day. Oh yeah. gosh, there's hope yet. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you watch him on all the videos that are circulating mm-hmm. uh, and he is so well spoken and at ease with who he is. Mm-hmm. Um and adding, because of who, what Christ has done is just to really yeah. Yeah. Tim, his ability, his name's Tim Keller if the listener if you're on from air with him
0: his ability to say hard things in ways that they can be received. Yeah. So simplified. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't know his equal in my lifetime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a loss for the church, uh, but you know, in his death his work will be elevated and he has good things to say about reaching the American public in yeah. a, in a post-Christian era. Yeah. I'm glad
0: that some of his final words were, you know, talking about that he was ready to see Jesus, Mm -hmm. because not too long ago he was saying, man, I I thought I was going to have more time. So the
1: day he died, um, there was a video to be shown to his church, Redeemer Presbyterian, and so it's making the rounds. It was was the last video, I think, of him, March Mm -hmm. 19th, and he just talks about the necessity of humility. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It's so humbling to see him talk about humility. Um, I mean, I think that's the key to running the race well. Yeah, right? that's what he says. Oh, yeah. Hey, there you
2: go.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, that's all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Text the next level podcast, six three zero four seven four sixty one sixty four.
3: Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels answering specific questions about last Sunday's sermon and also general questions regarding broader topics within the Christian faith.
2: We love God and believe that Scripture is a primary means for our getting to know Him, and our hope is that this podcast extends the learning opportunity for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, but my faith and our faith together.
1: Thank you for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to The Next Level. Boom!
0: Prophecy!